Who's on your heart tonight? Maybe it's your fiercely independent daughter who you fight with a lot. Maybe it's the people of England. Maybe it's Timothy Chalamet. He seems to be on a lot of people's hearts. Or maybe it's some kind of fish-man creature and your relationship really lies in this kind of morally gray area and it's very confusing for everyone. Well, whoever's on your heart, give us a call and let us know at one 800 what the fanboy? What is up, fanboys and fangirls? That's right, we're back with another episode of the What the Fanboy podcast, and my name is Luke Zilke. And I am here with my good friend and co-host, Tyler Davis. Oh, what? we're switching the order. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> also here with us tonight, Chris. Hi. <laughs> he doesn't know what to do. Everything's I'm, jacked up. I'm not used to not introducing Tyler. Well, but you- <laughs> I get to in- introduce the, is this our first return? Yeah. Yes, it Return is. guest host? Yeah. The one and only... Steve Zamboni. It's not my real name. Welcome back, Steve Zamboni. Thank you. It's great to be on the show once again. Also known as Zach Newman. Nope. Just Steve Zamboni. Mostly, that's mostly what I'm known as. <laughs> the only people who know me as Steve Zamboni are you three. And our listeners. What about the... Right. Uh, right. Jonathan Applebottom. What? What was the pen I, name we gave I him? I don't remember, but I didn't use it. Oh, darn it. Sorry. I'll have to go back and do some research we listen to that a, episode again. <laughs> we gave him a really weird pin name, but anyway, yeah. Welcome back. Thank you. Glad you're here so you can pretty much do this episode for us. Yeah. <laughs> you're welcome, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry to throw you off, Tyler, but I thought since Chris and Zach were the super close homies, I thought it'd be... That's what they call us. The butt buddies. I thought it'd be better if they whoa, introduced whoa, each other. Whoa. What? What? Butt buddies. You share your you share butts. You okay. and I have really different meanings of the term <laughs> butt buddies. <laughs> Very know, different. You share a butt of a cigarette. Oh. I don't know. I just made that up. Also, no. <laughs> yeah, I don't smoke. Well, I smoke a pipe. <laughs> so you do smoke? Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> how you guys been? What you been up to? Zach, you're the Do guest of honor. Yeah, you're the guest of honor. Well, let me tell you about all the things that have been happening over at the Dog in the Woods. That's my group of people. So um, last time I was here, I talked about the podcast in the woods, the podcast that we were trying to start. Well, it finally started. Woohoo! At the beginning of the year, we have about seven episodes. Well, not about. We have exactly seven episodes. <laughs> <laughs> we have 6.35. <laughs> of varying lengths. You can find them on YouTube, on our YouTube channel, or on our website, thedogginthewoods.com. Nice. We have a website now, too. So Plug. And then I'm also trying to make a short film every month this year. So there, uh, there was one I'd written in December, and... We had it scheduled for January, and then 
we had to reschedule it for February. And I was like, well, well that ruins everything. <laughs> and so uh, one one weekend when we were all in Hillsborough to record the podcast, I was like, well, guys, here's a camera. Do you have any ideas? And so <laughs> we went and we walked around Tabor's new arts building in the middle of the night for like an hour. And we like came up with some ideas and we shot it in like two hours. And it's called The Tour Guide. It's I watched on, that one. It's on our YouTube channel you right now. So that's what I've been up to. We we did shoot that one for February also. So two for two. What's the topic of the second one? Um, It's two women having a conversation after one of them has... It's not funny. It's serious. One of them has been raped. Oh. I just thought I should prep you for that. Thanks. Because it's very different I'm, than most of the stuff I was going to say, that's do. super different. I w- if you would have just like dropped that, I would have been like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, no, that's <laughs> not what I was expecting. My my first attempt at writing a drama. So Nice. Awesome. We'll have to look out for it. When's that coming out? Well, I'm editing it, so who knows? <laughs> I'm not a very good editor. That's okay. Did you edit the tour guide? Yeah. I'm also not a very good cameraman if you watched that <laughs> one. <laughs> well, just so I know, I thought your editing was was good. No, I didn't you. know I didn't notice it was it not, being bad. That so was not a not very like bad. sophisticated project. True. I mean it was done in two hours, so Yeah. Yeah, I didn't notice any like bad edits in it. There was <clears throat> a lot of shaky cam though. Because I will say, yeah, there was a holding few. a camera is hard. Hey, hey <laughs> some movies put that in on purpose. Yeah, well, this so. was definitely on purpose. <laughs> it serves it serves the the yeah. short right. Well, awesome. So that's me. What have you been up to, Tyler? Anything? I'm in the last week of my class. Good. I'll be done this week. Get really excited. Class, get that class done. Yep. Can't wait. Um, I went and saw Annihilation again. Just as good the second time. I read the book since the first time I saw it. Totally changes the way I view that movie. And actually makes it better. Because for me, it is the first book adaptation that... Let me preface this by saying... Annihilation is a book that everybody reads it. Like If everybody read it, we would all walk away with with a different take on what happens. Because it's told by an unreliable narrator. So we would all interpret the book in a different way. And Annihilation is really cool, like the movie, because you can see how Alex Garland interpreted. 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 Jeez. Interpolated. Interpolated the book. Yes, we're going with it. Um, so that was cool. It it kind of changed the experience for me a little bit. And then <clears throat> I've also just been playing some Injustice, kicking it with the Ninja Turtles. Yep. That, that's what I've been doing, too. I... I called it last week i said donatello is probably gonna be my favorite and yeah he's my favorite i can kill it with that bow staff man oh i watched coco again yesterday cried real man tears i watched coco as well me too yeah did you cry real man tears i don't cry because he's not a real man tear or you don't cry like at all is that a challenge i just don't cry oh like it's not like a macho thing like i have cried i just don't cry in movies and I cry at movies all the time. Me too. Dude, <laughs> I bawled my eyes out watching Coco. And I just turned to Dan and I'm like, see, I told you. <laughs> like tears like, streaming down my face. I'm a man, I swear. The last time I cried in a movie, I think, was when We Bought a Zoo was in theaters. 
I was with you during that movie. That's a good movie. One of the movies with Scarlett Johansson I like. I don't like Scarlett Johansson, Zach, in case you didn't know. So you don't have Scarlet fever? Zling got him. <laughs> but no, I don't. I'm um, immune to that, actually. That's good. Did you get vaccinated? Nope. Just born that way. <laughs> <laughs> Vaccinations yeah. don't work, as you can tell by this flu season. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's relevant. I didn't get a flu shot. I haven't gotten sick. So, I got a flu shot. I have to have a flu shot to work at uh, the hospital. True. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I've been playing Injustice. And I forgot how freaking frustrating bosses are in that game. I was getting really angry last night when I was trying to beat Green Lantern as, with Cheetah. I did it, though. But then uh, also, I watched the fifth season of Voltron Legendary Defender on Netflix, and it is freaking fire. Nice. That is... Flame emoji, flame emoji, flame emoji. That's freaking right. That is one of my favorite shows. Not just, like, on Netflix. That's one of my favorite shows running. So if if most people won't check it out because it's a cartoon, which is really unfortunate, but sorry, I got a text. But uh, <laughs> but, uh, but uh sorry, go ahead. I just wish people would give it a chance. If just trust me on this. It's one of the best shows definitely on Netflix. Just check it out. I highly recommend it. Speaking of favorite shows, here's another thing that I've been up to. If I can I can bring this back to myself. No. It's all about you, Zach. So, <laughs> but this happened today. This is today, Literally, This is literally the greatest accomplishment of my entire life. So, you hit the greatest show ever is Seinfeld. I think we're all on board. Nope. Okay. Well, it's my favorite show. Anyway, there's an episode, if you haven't seen the show, where George Costanza is talking about how he would like to drape himself in velvet. <laughs> and so one time he walks into the coffee shop and he's he's wearing this all velvet outfit. So at the Oscars, Army Hammer wore this like red velvet suit. So I made a joke to Chris about it, how he's he draped did. himself in velvet. He did. Thank you for backing me up. I'm not making all this up. So today I was like, oh, I'm going to post a picture of him to r slash Seinfeld. <gasps> Yes, I saw Chris. that post. You saw it? Because it's currently, it's at the top of r slash Seinfeld. It has a <laughs> yeah. thousand upvotes. It made it on all. Oh my gosh. It Holy did? Boy. Yeah. I saw it on all. I told you it was my greatest accomplishment. <laughs> That's a pretty good accomplishment. Nice. Proud of you. Dang. Thank you. Let's all get, let's all clap. It's, all, it's my most popular post ever. Of yeah. my two popular posts that I've ever had. Mine are only ones when I hold babies, and I hate holding babies. I almost said I hate babies. I'm not <laughs> <say that. laughs> I hate children. Very proud. What you been up to, Chris? I watched Everything Sucks. It's good. Um, what if, is Everything Sucks? If you like Freaks and Geeks, it's just a fact. Probably <laughs> like this, but it is not. It is not as good as Freaks and Geeks. Isn't it like Freaks and Geeks, but in the 90s? Yeah, it's set in the 90s, and it focuses on just like one group of friends and mostly really one, like it has a, it has a definitely a main character and it's a younger character, whereas Freaks and Geeks focused on like kind of like two separate groups, the older high schoolers and the freshmen. If you haven't seen Freaks and Geeks, don't 
bother watching Everything Sucks, just go watch Freaks and Geeks because it's so good. Yeah. If you have watched Freaks and Geeks and you agree that it's one of the best shows ever made, then Everything Sucks is like a nice little bit of like, oh, this kind of reminds me of the best show ever made. But maybe just watch Freaks and Geeks again. Yeah, but I mean like sometimes watching something new is nice. Nope, just watch the same shows over and over. Okay. It reminds yeah. me, I'm probably getting close to my yearly watch of Freaks and Geeks that I just always end up going through. Yeah, I'm. I after watching Everything Sucks, I just want to watch Freaks and Geeks because <laughs> it's so much better. I also played more SteamWorld Heist. I think I talked about that last week. It is still fun. Um, I've really, I'm starting to appreciate the Switch more um, for its indie games because I wasn't playing a whole lot of it for my first few months of owning it. But the indie games are nice. I can pick them up and play them for a few minutes and then just set it down. And that's that's really nice. And they're, I mean, indie games are cheap. So I haven't, Mindies. I haven't bought a $60 game in a while because... Because sales. Because money. So yeah, I'm just doesn't grow on trees. Playing those ten dollar and twenty dollar games, and they're a lot of fun. And I started drawing again this week, for the first time in several years, and that has been very enjoyable. Right. Well, cool. Is that is that everything? What did I just hear? I think my my stomach made a noise <laughs> that came up through my mouth. I've been eating. I I I had a lot of pizza the last few days, and I ate chili for supper. So I've got some some acid reflux because <laughs> I'm an old man. I was gonna say when I opened my mouth and that sound came out. I took art lessons, like private art lessons, for years, and I've I've never drawn anything as good as the picture you sent me the first day you started drawing again. I was so bad at it. <laughs> so growing up. Two of my siblings were, like, good enough at art to where they were, like, taking classes at school for it. And everyone just kind of ignored that I cared at all about art. Because they were just like, your siblings are the ones that are good at art. It's really sad. Yeah. And so I am, I have not been trained, but I enjoy it. That's all that matters. Speaking of in things we enjoyed, <laughs> I don't know necessarily, but uh, <laughs> did you guys enjoy the Oscars? We're about to talk a lot about the Oscar I winners. So. I actually did enjoy the Oscars. I really like watching award shows, so I did. I think I enjoyed them more this year than I ever have. I thought they were good this year. I didn't. I didn't get to watch them, so I didn't enjoy them. I didn't also, have the pleasure of getting to enjoy it. This is also the first time that I've like sat down intentionally to just watch the Oscars. Yeah. My favorite Oscar was still, oh, this is awkward because it was the year the Oscars So White came out, but the year, <laughs> the 2015 year where it was like Mad Max and The Martian and The Revenant and uh, Big Short, Spotlight, all that year. That was the first year I ever watched the Oscars. That was the first year I cared enough to watch it and then it kind of got me into it. I was just so happy that Mad Max was getting so many awards because I love that movie. It's a good one. But uh, why don't we uh, start going through some of these awards because there's like 17 
billion of them. But we're going to skip some. I just want to say. No, we're going through oh, okay. all of no. I'll have very little to say on <laughs> I won documentary the, short. The picking pool, by the way. I, so, got, I got 10 right. I got 12. I got 10 unless you count picking deer basketball, which I did pick, but I didn't count it. So I got 10 or 11. I got 11. <laughs> I did not pick anything for animated short, so I did not get deer basketball, but I was glad I won. I have 10 with an asterisk. I'll say that. I win. I got the first four in a row correct. Me too. And then it went, <laughs> it went downhill from there. It mine mine took a real bad turn once uh sound editing and mixing came up. I was Those like, are the hardest oh ones. Oh my gosh. Those you kind of just have to be like, well, this one I guess. <laughs> they all sounded good to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think they should all win. <laughs> I could hear what they said in this one. So I'll go with this one. Dunkirk was really loud. <laughs> Baby Driver had cool music. Whatever works. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, we're going to start with the big awards in case you guys don't care about the technical awards. Don't give them an option. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give them that option. Listen. <laughs> Once we have advertisers, we'll keep the good stuff for the end. That's going to be a while. <laughs> like Optimism. It's going to be I heard a the while, but it's going to be fun I heard the dog, we get there. The dog in the Woods wants to sponsor an episode. Well, I'll, I'll sponsor an episode for the cost of you sponsoring one of our episodes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Works for us. Sold. As long as there's no money involved. To the man in the... What color is your shirt? White. Eggshell. Eggshell shirt. Thank you. In the black pants. Ivory. Yeah, it is more of an ivory. Ivory is... Look, looks white to me. Illegal to sell and get. So. Well, it's not made of ivory. <laughs> well, he, you got to be more specific. He's wearing an ivory shirt. Well, I'm, did you think I was wearing a shirt made of eggshells? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting across the room, man. I can't really tell what you're wearing. You guys, did any of you watch Community? Yes. No. Pierce's father. As an ivory toupee. Put her on. What up? <laughs> Put her on the show. Put her on speaker. Tell her I say, what up? Um, there's a lot of people talking right now. Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Andrea. Here, one, just a second. <laughs> say hello. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the podcast. We got our first caller. One eight hundred. What the fanboy? Give us a call. <laughs> what is your question or comment for the show? <laughs> who's on your heart tonight, Andrea? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let us know who's on your heart. Hey, hey you're off speaker. What's up? <laughs> anyway, let's let's please start these Oscar orders. <laughs> Starting with the big ones, so we'll just start with best picture. Um, unless unless you don't want to. I actually don't no. really care. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Okay. Let's get into it. Let's roll through it. Do I need to list the nominees? Do it. Okay. Best picture, the nominees were Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. And the Oscar went to The Shape of Water. I didn't see it. I'm just against this movie because of bestiality, and that's all I'm going to say. Boo. 
I'm gonna let you guys talk. I about have. It. I watch. Okay, so I watched this movie with you, Chris. Yes. And so I've only seen it one time, and it was a lot different than I was expecting, and that can really ruin a movie. And my policy is typically if a movie is like really critically acclaimed and I watch it once and I don't like it, that I watch it again. I have not watched it again yet, so I don't have an opinion. I like that policy. Thank you. I'm going to try and do that sometimes. A lot of people just don't ever want to watch a movie twice. Yeah. Especially if they didn't like it the first time. Yeah. I've been to the movies four times in the last like week and a half, and I've seen the same two movies <laughs> twice. So good. I don't I, fall under that umbrella. I don't typically see movies twice, even if like I loved them until like they come out, and I can stream them for free or something. Yeah. Um, I will say, I like I didn't have a problem with the fish romance because to me, two fully sentient beings should be able to love each other like they're on the same level of consciousness and knowledge and intelligence the fish might even be above her on some levels yeah no spoilers but i say go full spoilers i don't care he's a god yeah basically i'm i'm not like i love sci-fi i don't have a problem with serious dramas i like like it's probably my favorite genre. Honestly, we'll get into that when we talk about some of the other Best Picture nominees. Um, um, but this, it either needed to go way more sci-fi or way less sci-fi. I think, Zach, I, I mentioned to you after when we were leaving the movie that it was both too much sci-fi and not enough sci-fi. It's in the uncanny make, valley of sci-fi. Exactly. <laughs> Um, there was a lot, there was a lot of good about it, but to me, it didn't fit together well. Is it okay if I give like, I'm just want to explain kind of why I don't, I don't want to see it and why I think it's a bad movie without even seeing it. Am I allowed to do that? Yeah, go you, ahead. you can, you can say what you think, it's your podcast, but just man. be prepared Yeah, I'm, for the savage takedown. I know I didn't see this movie and I'm not going to see it cause I don't want to see it i did two months ago and then i found out everything it was about and honestly it kind of really just it's a sex movie so i mean it turned me off because honestly i just think it seems lazy to me to write a movie about love and it's formed around sex i just feel like because this is going to be i'm probably the only person that's ever going to say this about this movie so I'll take it, but uh, I just feel like they could have say it. They could have fallen in love, but they don't have to bang it out. There's different. There's different types of love. Love is um, not sex. Sex is something that people that are in love can do. I just feel like they could have taken it in a different direction, and also maybe more people would have seen it as well. That is my opinion based on somebody who hasn't seen the movie. All right. Well, now my, now you can definitely okay. correct me. I will say, as someone who did see the movie, I think one of the themes of the movie is isolation. Every character in it is very isolated. And a part of that is being physically isolated. And so, like, that's 
kind of part of being a human in a lot of ways, like that, like that desire for human contact or fish contact. Ugh. And I've held the a fish visionary be- position. <laughs> Hashtag bonefish. I've held a fish before. They feel disgusting. And so I don't think, I don't think that it's a quote unquote sex movie. Yeah. I think it's a, I think it's more about the human condition and our need to connect. Yeah. I, it's, it's not a sex movie. It's a movie that has sex in it. Yeah. Um, I saw this tweet earlier from a critic f- who writes for the Huffington Post named Zeba Blay, and I screenshotted it to read. His name is Zivu Blay? Zeba Blay. Oh. So it's a woman. Okay. I'm pretty sure. It's like I've name. never heard of anyone named Zeba. <laughs> she said, The Shape of Water is a delightful movie about love and loneliness and the search for identity. It's also about a woman who has sex with a fish. Several things can be true at the same time. And also, I think, I don't know, you can disagree with me on this, but... I disagree! Why okay, Why <laughs> should sex be its own special separate category? Like, it's part of life. And so it's not, I don't know. Like, it can be, it's, it's a normal thing that people do, so yeah, it's okay for it to be in a movie. Yeah, and I'm not saying that, I just think just because of the because it's like a creature it's a fish animal being thing a fish it, man though it makes it more weird and well, so it definitely does yeah so yeah it just it's gonna turn away a lot of people like i just i get that like be, because of that i don't want to see it i mean I, I think it's okay to not want to see it i think that's a fine reason th- i'm just saying like i don't think you can say it's a bad movie yeah i'm not okay Sorry. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. Just for me, though. That's me. It's a bad movie for me. I, sp- okay. I should have clarified that. Okay. I'm yeah, not, you can say that. I'm never going to call a movie that I haven't... S- I did joke like, oh, this movie sucks when we were watching it last night, even though I hadn't seen it. I was just kind of doing that to you know mess with you guys. But uh, I'm never going to call a movie I haven't seen bad. I've seen Titanic. I hate that movie. And I'm in the minority of that. I'll call that movie bad because I've seen it. I haven't seen The Shape of Water, so I'm not going to say it's a bad movie. But I'm not going to see it because I know I won't like it. Is kind of what but I was yeah, getting that's, at. That's I wasn't ju- very clear on that. Sorry. That's justifiable. Yeah. But also, speaking of how those things will turn people away, this movie made the most money of any of the Best Picture nominees. It didn't make more than Get Out. It didn't? No. no. <laughs> I read something incorrect then. Oh uh, no, no, I'm sorry. It's it was the highest grossing best picture winner in a long time. That was what okay. I read. Okay. I was gonna say, because like did he even make as much as like Dunkirk? Sorry, no, that was very wrong. <laughs> I apologize. Yeah. I mean it may Get have, out, Zach! Get out! No. <laughs> it may have netted more than Get Out, but Get Out costs so little to make. Yeah. That well, even though Get Out made like what, hundred and fifty million dollars or something like that? Which a stupid amount of money. I don't I don't know yeah. I don't know what Shape of Water made. Like fifty million or something? That's still really good for that yeah. type of movie. And like, That's like really so impressive. much of so much of Get Outs, like because it was so it had such a low budget, it grossed so mm-hmm. much. Yeah. Because it was also incredibly popular. And it its marketing was like it had some great marketing and buzz around it. Also, really want to say real quick, um, I am really happy to see a fantasy movie win 
best picture again. I thought I think I think that's awesome. And also props to Guillermo for getting a win. I thought that it was this group of nominees for best picture was really for lack of a better word diverse. Like you've got this movie, you've got World War Two movies, which you expect. You've got Lady Bird, which is basically a mumblecore movie. You have Get Out, which is a horror movie, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. I was really happy with the nominees. Yeah, this it, year it's nice to see a lot of different <clears throat> types, and I I really hope it can open up the door to like a comic movie getting up there. Like I don't think it's going to happen anytime. Actually, no, I take that back. I could see it with Black Panther getting in there, but I think it'd be cool. To get even like even more broader things, even though I think fish stuff is weird. I talked a lot more than I thought I was going to on that. <laughs> I have a strong opinion. I, br- I, I thought uh, three billboards would win that one. I just wanted, to say I wanted it to. I thought it would. That Aquaman is one of Luke's favorite superheroes. <laughs> That's right. Moving on. <laughs> I was just gonna shout out a couple of the other best Thanks, picture Chris. nominees just real quick. Three billboards was one of my favorite movies of 2017. Like, probably top five. Very good movie. Can you give us your top five real quick? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> Precious <laughs> J- Just, I'll just name just five. The, t- five good ones of last year. Works for me. Um, Three Billboards. Uh, Lady Bird, for sure. Wonder Woman. Yeah! Get Out. <laughs> um, I, Tanya, for sure. I did not think Wonder Woman would make your list there. That's I, pretty awesome. Yeah, I didn't either. That makes me so I happy. I loved Wonder Woman. Good. Like, I'm super tired of superhero movies, but I loved Wonder Woman. But Three Billboards was great, and I thought it would win. Yeah, I thought it was going to win. I thought it had a chance, because it won Best Picture at the Golden Globes. <laughs> oh, jeez. And then I wanted Lady Bird to win, but I was pretty sure it wouldn't. Sorry for my hiccup. Yeah, Lady Bird was my, the one I wanted to win, even though I didn't think it would. I loved Lady Bird. It was my favorite movie last year. I wanted Get Out to win Me just too. for something different. <laughs> I would have been pretty happy with that too. Because yeah. it would have been so different. Like nobody would have like when you saw that movie, you wouldn't have pegged it for a Best Picture Oscar winner. Like it's just not that kind of movie. Just even the but description so be cool. like, "Hey, this uh guy from Comedy Central is gonna write this horror movie. <laughs> um, it's about hypnotism, and it's gonna be nominated for Best Picture and Best Director and Screenplay, and it's gonna win." Like. Yeah, right. Everybody would have been like, you shut your stupid mouth. <laughs> like, hey, bud, wake up. That would have been the comment. <laughs> it's in the dark place. None of us were woke <laughs> enough to see it coming. <laughs> <laughs> what? All right, moving on to director. Uh, sure. Let's do it. Uh, best director uh, was Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk, Jordan Peele for Get Out, Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird. Paul Thomas Anderson for Phantom Thread and Guillermo del Toro for The Shape of Water. And the winner was Guillermo for The Shape of Water. It's really hard to see Guillermo del Toro be on stage and give a speech and like root against him because he's just like the (laughs) nicest guy in the world. Like him leaving the Oscars to go deliver food to the theater across <laughs> yeah. the street was really cool because he's nominated for like everything he's like i, I don't care i'm gonna go carry the six foot sandwich in <laughs> but yeah i rooted against him too i i, I wasn't upset that he won though i yeah. wanted i wanted greta gerwig to win me too partially because ladybird was amazing but also i thought it would have been great to see a woman director win best director but i i really thought christopher nolan was gonna win because yep. 
like all these directors are like in charge of, you know, they're, they're all heading up the, the production of a story on equal terms. But Christopher Nolan also was organizing like this airplane stunt show. <laughs> like I can't even imagine the logistics behind the making of that movie. Just getting every like getting everything in order because you have three stories that are completely separate that all have to line up at the end. In itself was like too much for my little brain to handle. When I figured that out halfway through the movie, because I was a little slow on the uptake. Oh, I was even slower. Like I was just like, oh my gosh, I think I know what's happening here, and I like could not wrap my mind around it. And his original idea was, oh yeah, I'm gonna take these uh, three different um, times of length, and they're all gonna meet up, and it's gonna be freaking amazing. Gosh dang it! And it was. I thought he deserved it. I thought he deserved it. I thought he was gonna win too, but. Or, oh well. No, I I actually on my sheet I did pick Guillermo to win. I, I wanted Nolan to win. <laughs> I picked Guillermo to win, but I wanted Jordan Peele to win again just to shock everybody. Yeah. I think that would have Especially as a first time like, director. Same with wasn't Greta Gerwig the yeah. first time? Yeah. Yeah. That would have been really cool. Hopefully she'll be back. She'll definitely be back. She's gonna have I'll so many back. offers now from for probably a little bit bigger movies. Do you think I don't know if she'd take one though? She'll probably want to do her own thing again. But. Can I make an observation? Twenty seventeen was like pegged as like this great year for women in movies because there were two movies by women directors. <laughs> two. And that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's sad. There's already one this year no though. Yeah. Wrinkle in time comes yeah, out. Yeah, wrinkle in time. Is there any others coming out this year? Is 2018 going to be the year we have three? What? Three? Close the door on your way out, please. That's too many. <laughs> Limits to... <laughs> Crazy. That is true. I didn't even think about that. I have a question for you, Zach. Yes. Um. Uh, you're a Paul Thomas Anderson fan. Or are you? Or you like well, There Will Be Blood you, a lot. Yeah, so. well, let's <laughs> do you think, go on with the question. Uh, <laughs> do you think he um, deserved the nomination? For best director, yeah, over others. Uh, Just curious. What did you think of Phantom Thread? I guess. Okay, so yeah. this is another one of those things. Here's here's my theory on Paul Thomas Anderson. He's a very he's he's one of the most enigmatic writers out there. His movies are very hard to understand, and so my theory on Paul Thomas Anderson is you can never appreciate or understand any of his movies the first time you watch it. I've never seen any of his movies more than once. <laughs> just because they're like hard to watch? What well, I just haven't happened to. Okay. And so it's like, it seems like this is, there's some really smart stuff going on here, but I I don't understand it well enough to know. Was, yeah. was the movie boring? I didn't think so, but I have a high tolerance for slow movies. Because like that movie to me like was the least appealing. Yeah. Of almost I heard that from a lot of people. I call it the clothes movie. Like of, it's not really about clothes, it's about the characters. Yeah, I know, but I just call it the clothes movie. It's because I can't help it. It's, yeah. <laughs> that one in the shape of water like I definitely need to watch again before forming an opinion. I thought it was boring. I'm not surprised <laughs> he got the nomination. 
I'm not upset that he did. If you could replace one of the directors with another director, who would you take out? Oh, man. Who would you take out and who would you put in? Who would I take out? Yeah. That's a loaded question. Jeez, I haven't thought about this. Got to take him out. (laughs) I'm almost afraid to say this. Maybe Jordan Peele. That's okay. Dude, it's your opinion. You're not you're not gonna hurt my feelings at all. <laughs> who would I Who would you put in? Who would I put in? I'm trying I I twenty seventeen was so long ago. Patty, patty, patty. I don't know. <laughs> That's who I would put in. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be upset, but But I would also take out Paul Thomas Anderson because I think Jordan Peele. But I also didn't see his movie, so Maybe Martin McDonough for three billboards. Oh yeah. Because that was a better movie. I don't know. <laughs> Nice. Okay, sorry. I just wanted to ask that question. Mm-hmm. Anything? <laughs> Director. I hardly know her. <laughs> oh, nice. Him. I didn't her. mean. Didn't he, oh, yeah, because there's so few female directors. <laughs> Best actress? Best actress while we're on the topic of females. I was sure that Sally Hawkins was going to win. Me too. Yep. Here, I'll go through the nominees real quick. Dude, me too. It was Sally <laughs> I Hawkins. picked her to win it, and I haven't even seen the movie. Just from like the clips <laughs> I had seen, I was like, she has to win it. Yeah. Uh, the nominees were Sally Hawkins, Frances McDormand, Margot Robbie, Saoirse Ronan, and Meryl Streep. All very good. They were all excellent. I didn't see any of these movies. No comment. <laughs> Sorry. I'm definitely not upset that Frances McDormand won. She was really good. Um... Meryl Streep is Meryl Streep. Yeah. Margot Robbie. Can we just talk about Margot Robbie for a second? That's because who I wanted to win, but that's because she's like our age. And yeah, she's Harley yeah. Quinn. So. <laughs> <laughs> Did anybody else see I, Tonya? Not yet. I do want to see, see that one. Go see it. It's really good. But so Margot Robbie's 28 years old, and she gave an unbelievable performance. She produced this one too. Yeah. And so... Like, I'm just, I'm really excited for the next 40 years of Margot Robbie <laughs> movies. Like, she, she the next Streep? Instead wow. Of, instead of the Streep monster, it's going to be the... Ackerley monster? The, oh, yeah, she did change her name. Yeah, she did. Oh. She's Margot Ackerley now. Even on, like, credits? She will be. Well, she okay. will be, yeah. Yeah. Not she, right now. She wasn't but. as in, in I, Tonya, but That's going to be confusing. Yeah. <laughs> Well, That's not many people are named Margot, so you'll know pretty quickly. Yeah, Margot well, Kidder, Lois to go, Lane. To go from like like Suicide Squad and she's one of the redeeming characters in Suicide Squad, though. Yeah, but like from like Suicide Squad, not a serious movie. No one was taking that movie seriously. Like, and then to be like knocking it out of the park and stuff like I Tanya, you know, sometimes. When people start getting cast in like superhero movies and stuff, it's like, okay, they're gonna like they're gonna be in blockbusters, but they're not gonna be. They're gonna they're get their gonna paycheck. Anything, yeah, they're not gonna do anything crazy. They're not gonna do anything serious. Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> yeah. She was in Mother. And she was also. You can't say in, that's not a serious movie. But she's also in X Men Apocalypse. She phoned it in so hard in that movie. Didn't I? Didn't see it. Just skip it. it it's not that good. <laughs> Did you have anything else on that? Sorry, Chris. Oh, I mean, I was, I was just thought? saying like. I think it. people could have been like, oh, she's just going to be the, the hot girl in Suicide Squad. But then she was the best part about Suicide Squad. And now is like kicking butt. Yeah, she was amazing. I'm, I'm excited for the future. 
the future of Margot Robbie slash Ackerley. You good on that one? Actor in a leading role. Uh, Timothy Chalamet, Daniel Day-Lewis, Daniel Kaluuya, Gary Oldman, Denzel Washington. Nailed this one. Yeah, yeah I'd, I I'd, picked yeah, Gary Oldman. I couldn't imagine it going to anybody but Gary Oldman. I was rooting. I knew it wouldn't, but yeah, I was rooting for Daniel Kaluuya <laughs> for Get Out just because, you know, I love that movie. They were all good, but actually, oh, speaking of movies that make us cry, or make me cry anyway, first of all, I cry to I, Tanya a lot, but um, <laughs> like really good, like patriotic political speeches, those get to me. So like dark, <laughs> darkest hour was getting to me. That's awesome. Oh, also this will interest the sports fans. Um, in darkest hour, at one point Winston Churchill takes the subway, and he's asking like the 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 people what they think on something. And there's a guy in the subway, and it's a black man, and he's asking everyone his name. And this guy's name is Marcus Peters. <laughs> Yeah, Chiefs. And I was like, Oh wait, he's not a chief anymore. Do they know? He's a Ram. <laughs> Do they know? Do they know? I don't know. That's was the whole story. Uh, this Marcus? That's pretty awesome. Was this Marcus Peters in the subway? Is he like? Is he afraid of tackling, or is that just Marcus it didn't Peters really on the up. Chiefs? <laughs> <laughs> it, the opportunity never arose. We never really found it out. He didn't have to tackle anybody. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I figured Gary Oldman would win. When it you was, can't, it was very good. When you can't recognize an actor, usually that's a good sign. Granted, prosthetics help that, but like even like when he talks in the trailers. Okay, can we go on a quick tangent about not recognizing actors? Sure. I already told this to you, Chris, but um, you remember a while back when Alabama almost elected a pedophile to Congress? Yes. The Democrat that won, his name is Doug Jones. <laughs> Doug Jones is the same as same name as the actor who plays the fish creature in the shape of water (laughs) and i like to imagine that they're the same person he's like the andy (laughs) circus of costume the fish person was not a costume that that is just who that's what it looks like is he the really tall dude a fish person is now it's like lizard people but only a little different yeah so a fish person's running alabama nice pretty much he's also the uh ape sapien is he was the pale man in pan's labyrinth have you seen that He's the guy who uh, he's in an episode of The Flash, Tyler. Who like, was he? Uh, the guy who like shoots lasers out of his eyes in season one, I think. Okay, but anyway, that's pretty cool. You guys, have any more to add to that one? Besides, it was pretty much clear nope. that Gary Oldman something was that something that was really cool that Gary Oldman said on the red carpet. They asked him about his performance. And they're like, did, I mean, do you recognize yourself when you watch it? And he goes, other than my eyes, no, not really. And I was like, yeah, he's going to win. So they could have <laughs> reshot some of his scenes and he wouldn't know. <laughs> exactly. Could have been a totally different person. Like, Sorry, Gary. Me? The cameras weren't actually rolling. <laughs> we replaced you with Christopher Plummer. <laughs> <laughs> How many old Christopher Plummer jokes were there? That was awesome. My favorite one. My favorite one when he was like... Um, when he was asking him how Lin Manuel Miranda compared to the real Alexander <laughs> Hamilton, and Lin Manuel was like two rows behind yeah. him, <laughs> it was awesome. All right, actress in a supporting role. I once again did not see any of these. Lori uh, Metcalf was robbed. Mary J. Blige, Allison Janney, Leslie Manville, Lori Metcalf, and Octavia Spencer. For full disclosure here, I said Allison Janney because. <clears throat> My wife is a huge fan of the show Mom, 
and Allison Janney is in it, and she's really good in it. So I was like, yeah, I'll pick her. I think she could win it. And I, then she won it. That's I, the one you got me on. That's how it beat me. I picked Allison Janney as well just because I was watching Collider movie talk like three months ago or something when this movie came out. And somebody was like, Allison Janney is going to win the Oscar for Best Supporting Actress. And I was like, okay. So that's why I I believe her. you. <laughs> <laughs> I take it as it is. I, I don't know. I thought she was fine. Like, she did a good job, but I don't know. I thought Laurie Metcalf was better. I agree with Zach. I thought Laurie Metcalf did an amazing job in Lady Bird. Lady Bird was my favorite movie of the year, but, like, she crushed it. Like, the closing scene, or her last scene in Lady Bird was so convincing. When she's, like, when she's driving driving, driving around yeah, the airport. Driving the car. Ugh. Question. As someone who doesn't cry in movies, I almost cried. Question. Who would win in a fight, Laurie Metcalf or Allison Janney? They're in an octagon. No weapons. Probably Allison Janney. They just go at it. Okay. Cool. Just curious. But if, she seems a little more feisty. If Frances McDormand showed up, she would beat anybody there. I. She yeah. would beat all the actors <laughs> in a leading role as well. She. The men. I I, w- I would agree with that just based on her speech that I saw. She's kind of scaring me a little bit. <laughs> she like walked up on stage and was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, no, that was she's about scary. to go nuts. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? It was it was pretty awesome. I'm not gonna and lie, I got really excited. Super like steady for a moment. She was like kind of shaking the whole time. She was like keeping it contained, but then little bits of energy would yeah. like pop out. But like, like she, she got, do that she weird got, creepy laugh. She got super steady. And just stared straight out and said, because I've got something to say. It's like, oh, dang. <laughs> she like takes the mic, rips the stand in half. She's like, mic drop, I'm out. <laughs> F the Oscars. See you next year. Oscar's so white. She like throws Oscar's the Oscar so male. like into the crowd. Knocks somebody She actually, out. at the after party, I was just reading this article. I saw this too. Got she st- got her Oscar stolen. Yeah, her Oscar got stolen. But they got it back. Good. 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 All somebody right. last well, year looks exactly like it. Somebody last year got <laughs> sent the wrong award, or maybe that was the Grammys. Well, all, I'm pretty sure they all look the same. I'm pretty sure they, they gave it they to have, La Land they have on your name placard. <laughs> they, they get that engraved after, there right? And then they send it to you. Oh, you don't yeah. just keep it. Somebody definitely got the wrong award last year, and it was La La Land, and they took it away. From <laughs> <them>. <laughs> I was, was like recapping that and watching a video of that. That was, that was so bad, like so bad. But so Why didn't funny. you guys do an Oscars <laughs> episode last year? We weren't alive. I know. One eight hundred fan. What the fanboy <laughs> fan was not on live line. Was not. So please don't try calling. It, it was speaking of awards. For some reason, this made me think of this. It's not after the Oscars, but after the Golden Globes, where Guillermo del Toro also won uh, Best Director. Everything. He posted a picture on Twitter. He went to In and Out after the Golden Globes <laughs> to celebrate. That's awesome. I like seeing uh, Guillermo uh, open up the envelope and look. And he looked at yeah, me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you like yeah. gave a thumbs up. He's like, I did win. <laughs> okay. That was really cool. Actor in a supporting role. Willem Dafoe, Woody Harrelson, Richard Jenkins, Christopher Plummer, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell all the way. Yep. I picked Sam Rockwell to win, but I wanted Willem Dafoe to win because I like Willem Dafoe. I None of us have seen that movie, though. So. The Florida Project. Yeah. yeah. I was they just... didn't have a very wide distribution yeah then no. we got a wide release i was going for a steal here so i did pick willem dafoe because i was like oh if i pick this one and nobody else does i'll totally win this thing but then it went to sam rockwell and see like, while i didn't watch 
every movie. I did watch like clips from every movie with like everybody that was nominated. You like Cliff's notes? Yeah, your, I, I like your, Cliff your noted the, the Oscars. And so like when I was picking, I had very small sample sizes to choose from, but I saw strong moments from everyone and I thought Sam Rockwell was really good. And I was he like, was. yeah, he's probably. And then even just right when I got here and saw a little bit of him in the movie, I was like, man, yeah, he's he's good. <laughs> he's really good. He also won the the Golden Globe in the same category. So awesome. He's Congratulations, also, Sam Rockwell. He's also the villain in Iron Man 2. Didn't know that. He plays Hammer. Huh. He runs Hammer Tech. I That's why he looks so familiar to me. Didn't watch enough of Iron Man 2 to know that, what was his name, Whiplash wasn't the main villain. Oh, really? Yep. I stopped watching Iron Man 2 pretty early because it was awful. Well, you can, uh, you'll can, you be able to see it when we have our Iron Man marathon. Because I own all of them now. I bought, right. I bought two and three. Ugh. <laughs> Sam Rockwell is also in a Jared Hess movie where he plays a biblical archaeologist. I can't remember what it's called because it wasn't very good. Is that the, but he's in it. The Broncos guy? Gentleman Broncos? Yeah, and Napoleon Dynamite. And Nacho Libre. And yeah, Nacho Libre. Oh, geez. This was not one of his better movies. I wish I could remember what it's called, but uh, Danny McBride is in it as well. Land of the Lost. It's the first Danny McBride movie I thought of. Anyway, that one. <laughs> original screenplay. Uh, the Big Sick, Get Out, Lady Bird, The Shape of Water, Three Billboards. Okay, so I picked Lady Bird to win this one. Good pick. Because I thought Lady Bird would win something. And I thought this would be the category it would win in. But I wanted to get out to win. Yeah, I wanted to get out to win and it won. I wanted to get out to win. I picked get out to win and it won and I could not be happy. I did not pick get out for this one. I picked three billboards. But I wanted Lady Bird. wanted the big sick. Yeah. I want to watch the big sick after watching like 25 interviews with the dude in that movie. Yeah. He is hilarious. And I was like, man, I need to watch that movie. Is is he funny in that movie too? Yeah. It's a comedy, right? It's... It's a serious comedy. Yeah. There's funny parts. But I expected three billboards to win. But I was super stoked that Get Out won. Yep. It was good that Get Out won something. Yeah. Like, even though it wasn't the one that I chose or expected, I was very happy that they won. Off record, if Get Out didn't win anything, we would have never heard the end of it. Yeah. So, it would have been an Oscar so white conversation again. You're good for that one. All right, let's keep this keep this bus chugging along. Chugga 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 chugga. That was a train and adapted a screenplay. Adapted screenplay. For I picked show. Logan. I haven't seen Logan. You picked Logan. I picked it. I haven't seen it. Logan was great. I've that only seen two really of happy. the movies. You haven't seen Logan? No. I picked Logan as well because I thought this was going to be the one where the like the Academy's like, all right. All you people who complain about superhero movies not getting anything and all this stuff, we'll give this one to you. I thought like just everybody in the Academy who votes would kind of think that, but I was wrong. They went to Call Me By Your Name, a movie. Which I is disappointing. Watch. You like, guys want to guess what I picked? Call yeah. Me By Your Name. You didn't. You already told me what you I, picked. I picked it to win, but I wanted Logan to win. I wanted Logan to win too, but so, I I knew Call Me By Your Name was going to win this yeah. one. What I said to Chris was about Call Me By Your Name was, you thought Phantom Thread was boring. 
Call Me By Your Name is ten times more boring than Phantom Thread. <laughs> oh, gosh. That actually does not surprise me one bit. That's that's one that I don't want to see again because I was so bored. Nothing happens in that movie. <laughs> Usually, I forgot what I was going to say. Just Let's just keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> but I did have Army Hammer who, wear a, who wore a velvet suit at the Oscars. Also nice. had to have his That's balls. a Seinfeld reference, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good catch. <laughs> yes, I'm totally on fire tonight. Also had to have his balls moved with removed with CGI in some of those scenes. Good. That's disgusting when we're moving on from that one right now. <laughs> All right. All right, this is the last big one. And this is a really important one because it had probably the biggest snub out of the entire Oscars. Animated feature Boss Baby, the breadwinner, Coco, Ferdinand, Loving Vincent. The fact that Boss Baby was nominated. That's very strange. Okay, Chris, did you watch Boss Baby? Did you ever end up watching it? No, but I saw enough of it and I read enough reviews of it to know that it shouldn't have been nominated over Lego Batman. All right. I've seen the whole Boss Baby. Lego Batman wasn't that good. It was better than Boss Baby. I never watched Boss Baby. (laughs) The Boss Baby was one of the worst movies of last year. I had to stop watching it because it was making me so mad. Like, just because the story is so stupid. Like, I'm pretty... Would you give it a... I'd give it a dumpster dumpster fire. fire? I'd give it a dumpster fire. I'm pretty sure a kid would be watching that movie and would just be like, what did my parents bring me to? (laughs) Like, Like, why couldn't we see Lego Batman again? (laughs) They might like, as well have nominated the Emoji Movie for something. It did win uh, Razzie Best Picture or Worst Picture. Ooh, so <laughs> the equivalent. But like the humor in it was just not smart for adults, and it's dumb for kids. And there's only one scene that actually made me laugh. It's so bad. Lego Batman at least was watchable at the least, and I really liked Lego Batman, but it was watchable. Boss Baby was not even watchable. But Coco won, so all is right with the world. (laughs) Honestly, like, I feel like they were just like, okay, well, Coco's going to win, so let's just randomly pick four other animated movies. What animated movies came out this year? I didn't see any of them. Who was going to give us the most money for a nomination? Just so they can put that on their DVD case. Do you guys want to hear my opinion of Coco? Yes. Do I? It was fine. It was my favorite movie of 2017. A lot of people really liked it. I thought I I didn't dislike it. I just thought it was fine. I really liked that movie. <laughs> I thought it was one of the better Pixar movies. I think that Pixar does a great job in developing stories to be something beyond just like a kid's story. And I think that this like to have actual family conflict and have the the main character have to deal with like my family doesn't want me to do this and in almost every other kid's story it's always like my dream is to do this thing and their family is completely supporting them and that's not real life and for for it to be where like the kid has this dream that he wants to do and the conflict isn't like oh there's someone better than me or oh the conflict is my family doesn't want me to do this my family will disown me if i do this i thought was a really good conflict that we haven't seen in a lot of kids movies yeah I also, and also like sorry go ahead no you got it um okay well uh i i come from a super musical family and so that like really hit me on a 
like a whole nother level. Like both of my uncles are college professors of music. My grandfather taught music for like, I don't know, 50 years. And he directed the men's chorus in Kansas, the Kansas Midnight Men's Chorus for a really long time. Both my cousins are music teachers. Uh, my other, they're uh, female cousins. Mackenzie McHale, what's up? You don't listen, I don't think, anyway, but what's up? Uh, my other cousin, David. Shout out. My other cousin, David, is going to be in music. Uh, my brother's a rapper. Uh, I'm a drummer, and I make beats. I'm pretty sure my other female cousin in Oregon, Rachel, what's up? You don't listen. Uh, <laughs> Shout outs all around. <laughs> Hi, Rachel. Is probably going to get involved in music. My aunts are both accompanists, or my, one of my aunts was accompanist, and the other one is a music teacher. It, it's insane. So it, it really hit on a whole nother so level. So really what could have been your story is you really want to make shoes, but they wouldn't let you. <laughs> yes, but also it was more just to see a kid who's not nice. allowed to have music in his life was kind of just absolutely heartbreaking because it's really important to me and my family. And so when his family's like, no, it's like, man, you get away from that family because they're treating you wrong. I am about to cry right now because it's it's really meaningful. So I'm done. Okay. Thank you. The animation in Coco blew me away. Yeah. I just thought it was fine otherwise. I'm just a huge family person. I mean, my family's not from here. I don't get to see my family very much. And there's way more to that. I think Luke actually knows the full story about what happened with my family. So that movie just resonated with me. So I just really like it. And I cry my eyes out every time I watch it. So Good. So I was happy that it won. Yeah. Okay. That's um, the important awards. Yeah, the other ones are stupid. I don't know why they even have them. I do kind of want to watch the documentary about Icarus. It's about the doping for the Olympics in Russia. They had like a whistleblower. (laughs) Now he like lives in fear of his life being (laughs) taken from him. And they're like, yeah, he lives in fear now. And you're like, don't celebrate that. Go help the guy. Come on. He's probably going to get murdered. Put him in like Iowa or something. They'll never look there. Also first, um, first Oscar for Netflix. Yeah. Good call. Which wow. one? Icarus. Icarus. It's a Netflix. Welcome to the new era. Nice. Yeah. I didn't know that was a Netflix. Mm-hmm. Did 13th not win last year? It was by Ava DuVernay. It's about the 13th Amendment. I... Or was that not Netflix? The unluckiest amendment. I don't know. Oh, well. I thought this was <laughs> Netflix's first, but maybe I'm wrong. I have no idea either. It's either it's first or second. It's weird because... <laughs> They still have to have a theatrical release. Mm-hmm. So like, if Netflix has something that they think can win, they have to release it in LA and New York. Yeah. So Which, it's like an Amazon bookstore. Yes. <laughs> okay, let's move into some of these other ones. Original score uh, is Dunkirk, Phantom Thread, The Shape of Water, Star Wars, The Last Jedi, and Three Billboards Outside Ebon, Missouri. I picked Dunkirk to win this one. That's what I wanted to win just because I really liked the movie and the soundtrack. I, I just want... thought the whole stopwatch thing was really cool mm-hmm. in that movie. 
That would have been more in sound editing. And Still thought mixing. it was cool. Still picked it. I wanted Phantom Thread to win. If nothing else, that movie's got an amazing soundtrack. I thought Star Wars was going to win just because I feel like they were going to give it to him because I think John Williams is going to die before he finishes nine. I know that's kind of morbid to think, but I just thought. So like his lifetime achievement Oscar? Yeah. He's been nominated for 51 Oscars. (laughs) Well, it's, you better get a 52nd. (laughs) (laughs) I will say, I did like the score for The Shape of Water. Um, I've heard I've heard it's good. I've heard it it's is really good. good. It's by the same guy who did the score for the Grand Budapest Hotel, which is one of my favorite movies of all time and probably my favorite music of all time. Hmm. There is a like really out of place musical number in it, though. Yeah, that was very strange. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the strangest moments of my movie watching life. Is it like a yeah. hip hop song? <laughs> no. Welcome to the Grand Budapest, a hotel with the very best. Oh, we're talking about we're talking about shape, shape of water. water. Oh, but that was good though. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> that actually is from the Grand Budapest Hotel. Nailed it. <laughs> the director's cut. Yeah. <laughs> never, never released. <laughs> only, only I heard it. So. Yeah, no, it had it had a good Exclusive. score. Had a good score. There's a weird part in the middle. <laughs> I I know I think I know the answer to this before I ask it, but have any of you seen the movie Amelie? No, haven't. It's a French movie. It's like a silly, lighthearted French romance. That was what The Shape of Water reminded me the most of. Because I thought from the trailers that The Shape of Water was going to be like, this super intense sci-fi. And it was more like a lighthearted French romance that uses a lot of green, because Amelie uses a lot of green too. There is a lot of green. Like cannabis? That Yeah. It was all cannabis green. <laughs> I was like, what a shade. Why'd they pick that one? Guillermo, what are you doing back there? <laughs> all right. Is that why you wanted that sandwich? Oh, how about <laughs> when Jimmy Kimmel asked Steven Spielberg if he had any pot? Yeah. <laughs> and he was like... So he probably did. Probably. Hmm? Dude, some it like... Look at his portfolio and tell me he wasn't stoned out of his mind at least once. Like for um, <laughs> Close Encounters of the Third Kind. <laughs> what we writing today, Steven? <sighs> E.T. I've got an idea. <laughs> so picture this. Little alien guy with a glowing finger. We're going to put him in a bike. You're going to drive that bike into the sky. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Just just, just trust me. Just do just it. Trust it's me. Steven Spielberg. We have to say yes. <laughs> All right, let's move on to original song. This one shocked me. Uh, oh, I picked this one. Mighty River, Mudbound, Mystery of Love, Call Me By Your Name, Remember Me, Coco, Stand Up For Something, Marshall, This Is Me, The Greatest Showman. So do they pick these based on how they're used in the movie or just the song? Because I thought it was just the song, but if it's how they're used in the movie, then Remember Me is used in like one of the coolest fashions. So I don't know don't know the rules on that one because remember me is played four times in the movie and all four times it means something different i actually picked this one correct too i was wrong on this one i i did pick remember me because i didn't think they would pick pick this is me because it was 
not critically liked. I think they're kind of un. I think they're biased against the movie, honestly. Because it's a bad movie. You and four other people think that. <laughs> that aren't critics. I thought This Is Me would win. It's based on a monster of a human being. Well, we don't. But that doesn't affect if the movie's good or not. We don't. And it especially to. doesn't affect whether the original song is good or not. Yeah. I really wish This Is Me would have won because that song impacted a lot of people. But that's just me, I guess. And a I lot thought of other people. I thought it would have won, honestly. Just for what it means, what it what it's about. But I know, Zach, you didn't like this movie. Like I didn't have any problem with the song. Yeah. Like here here's what I think about the greatest showman. In a nutshell, the music is good and the plot was written by a child. So what they should have done early in production was looked at the music, looked at their disaster of a script, and said, hey, what if we just made a CD? Because that's the only good part. But uh, they didn't ask me, so that's not what happened. I'll just say I completely disagree with your thought on that movie, and lots of other people do, because... What about what about the what about the plot is bad? I just need to ask. There's there's absolutely no nuance to it. Okay. Like there's no subtlety at all. Like it could not have been less subtle if Hugh Jackman had walked into the theater while I was watching it and poked me <clears> on the forehead and said, "Do you get it? It's about celebrating people's differences. Do you understand?" I thought I'd tell you because the movie didn't make it clear enough. Is that your impression? I decided not to do it. I'm oh. sorry. <laughs> I, I I backed out, and then <laughs> you like, weren't committed. It was like <laughs> I know, and it, it, like every bad thing happens at once, and like his his wife is all upset at him because of everything that he's done, and then the building burns down, and it's like oh, every conceivable bad thing has happened at once, and then he goes and finds his wife, and he's like, sorry, and she's like, oh yeah, we're good, and then they sing an inspirational song in the bar, and everything's good. That's my favorite song from that movie, by the way. The bar song at the end. I'm going to write my own P.T. Barnum musical that's true to true to life. It'll be very different. Also, it's interesting that you make that point about The Greatest Showman because The Shape of Water won Best Picture and it there was this scene in that movie that was basically like, hey, do you guys get it? Hey, hey. It's it's about loving someone even if they're different from yeah, you. Yeah, that's also true. I was going to say that every mo- almost every movie does that. It's just it wasn't, I guess, executed as well. But you can't deny the fact that that movie impacted a lot of people. I had a lot of freaking fun during that movie. And what's the point of going to a movie and just saying, you know what, the nuances were just a little too much for me, so I didn't like it. Even like, though I had fun in it, I'm not going to like it because the script was bad and they force it on too much. Well, it's fine that you liked it. Like, you can enjoy any movie that you want to. I didn't, like, think about it and go, well, this reason and this reason, I decide I don't like it. No, I didn't enjoy watching it and figured out why later. But that doesn't mean it's a bad movie. Just like Shape of Water. <laughs> Got him. I think it's a bad movie. The critics agree. But you can you can you can like whatever movie you want. This is America. Yeah. The main reason it upsets me is because most 
Like, I don't care about bad movies. There are lots of bad movies. But normally I walk out of a bad movie and then I forget that it ever happened. But with The Greatest Showman, I didn't like it and I walked out of it. And then I heard about it everywhere I looked for the next three months. Because it's an enjoyable movie. It's a lot of fun. Sure. It makes <laughs> sure. you it makes you feel good. Didn't That's make me the, feel good. It's the point of a movie. <laughs> well, you're one of four, like I said. It makes you feel good. At the end of that movie, sorry, Chris, I'm spoiling it. When he's watching <laughs> when he's watching his daughter dance on stage, he's like, Everything you ever want this is everything I ever need. It's right in front of you. Yeah, do you get it? It's about family. It's a song, it's a musical. That's literally what they're all about. I'm sorry. It was just. I'm sorry. <laughs> I liked the greatest showman. I enjoyed it. Sound good editing. for you. Sound editing. I got I'm, a lot to do that. Tonight. I'm glad you, so you guys enjoyed the microphone. it. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. I picked Baby Driver for this one, but I think I have editing and mixing backwards. <laughs> Gonna well, be real honest here. The same movie won both. So, yeah, I guess it didn't really matter. I expected Blade Runner to win this but I picked Star Wars but I was not disappointed in the results because <laughs> Chris's mind went everywhere at this category <laughs> I picked all of them okay, I couldn't no. go wrong <laughs> they all seem to know what they're doing Dunkirk did so much with sound yeah I think that's part of what set Dun- Dunkirk apart from the others is sound was such an important aspect in like in the storytelling like the ticking of the clock and that was that. really cool yeah so I picked Dunkirk. I picked Star Wars as well. And Baby Driver for mixing. Ugh. I picked Baby Driver for mixing too. Yeah, like I said, I think I got them backwards. <laughs> I chose Blade Runner for mixing. But I think I had them the other way around. But either way, I'd have been wrong. So The light speed jump in Star Wars was audibly one of the coolest things I've, that coolest was, things I've heard in theaters. But at the same was, time, it was, was silent. The, the lack of audible. Yeah, so. which is mixing. <laughs> Let me slide these knobs down. Good. Okay. All right. We're going with it. And back up. We're back in the movie. Give that guy an Oscar. <laughs> <He's>, can... <laughs> he uses so much discernment. <laughs> he knew what knobs to turn down. I mean, that's part of what made Dunkirk so good. Yeah, but it goes quiet. quiet, goes loud. Gets quiet, yeah. goes loud. Speaking, music, ticking clock, loud, gunfire, instead of just silent. And we're back. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not, that was all. That was a great moment in Star Wars. You're correct. Yeah, in, it was. That in Dunkirk, one of another amazing part in Dunkirk was when the plane runs out of fuel and it goes silent because you hadn't even realized that you were hearing the plane engine for almost the entire movie. So then, when it goes away, it's so powerful and meaningful. Yeah. Yeah. But also the only part you've mentioned in Star Wars is the part where it goes quiet. As yeah, well, so. but also they have it has the most iconic sounds of any movie. But see that I question. <laughs> I question like some things about Star Wars. Like John Williams has been nominated for an Oscar for like every Star Wars movie, but like eighty percent of the music is the same. So it's like, oh, we're, you wrote the music for A New Hope. We're going to nominate you for an Oscar eight times for that basically that one movie. And it's the same with the sound effects. Like they've it's, used the same lightsaber sound effects for all of them. It's quite a bit different from the prequels to the OT to the new. I'll at least give them that. Okay. But, but still like with sequels it's like you're 
it's it's not nearly the same as writing a totally a, a, new to, score. a totally new score. I don't know. Also, we're talking about mixing, so and editing. <laughs> well, talking about the sound effects in Star Wars because they are. Yeah, that was cool when it was original forty-one years ago. <laughs> I still get turned on when I hear it, but I mean no, they're good whatever. sounds. I'm just saying. Thanks don't, for that, Chris. Don't like award <laughs> the for the same sounds over and over. No, again. I, I know what you're saying. I'm just saying I like the sounds. They yeah. are good sounds. I think Dunkirk should like I, I I think that Dunkirk winning is one hundred percent acceptable and good. <laughs> Dunkirk did amazing things with sound in both editing and mixing. Should we go to makeup and hairstyling? Yeah, let's go to that one. All right, Dark Sour made sense. Moving on. I picked Dark Sour because it was the only one I'd seen. I picked Dark Sour because I didn't recognize Gary Oldman. Picked Dark Sour because I just knew it was going to win. <laughs> Costume design. I felt it was obvious. Phantom Thread. Once again, that was kind of like, yeah, kind of a foregone conclusion. The movie about close. Um. The costume designer for Phantom Thread, I think his name is Mark Bridges. He's the guy who won the Jets. Yeah, I was gonna say he. Oh, he's hi, the, Mark. He had the yep. thirty. What was it? 36, <laughs> 30, 36 seconds. Yeah, thirty-six second speech. I could beat that so easy. <laughs> this is in the hindsight, category yes. That um, if I was gonna put Wonder Woman in somewhere, I would have put it in here. Yep. I was I was thinking about the Shape of Water for this one because I wasn't sure. Whether the fish creature was a costume. That's why does, I picked it. Does that count it. as a costume? Did it? In, in I don't know. I think that it was a costume and that it was practical effects. Was it a costume or was it makeup? I will never know. Was Gary Oldman wearing a costume? If it he was, was wearing a fat suit. If it was that's makeup, a costume. If it was makeup, they would have been nominated for makeup. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I, I don't know. I don't so, know. But I picked. Let's go. It didn't win anyway. <laughs> All right, cinematography. cinematography. This is the only one that mattered in the entire Oscars. Freaking Blade Runner, Roger Deakins, baby. His he's 14th nomination. First win. First win. Man. Which is crazy because he's like, well, I was going to say he's like the best cinematographer out there, but he's also the only one whose name I know. So, <laughs> And also... Because he's the best. He's like the Coen Brothers man. Um, Sicario. Oh, yeah. Was that... Did that win? Cinematography because I thought that no, was Roger Deakins. No, okay, because this was okay, his because, first Oscar. Yeah, because that's what I thought. That's it didn't even get nominated for Best Picture, and then it didn't win cinematography. It's just the stupidest thing. So this was just a long time coming. I actually chose Blade Runner for this one. Heck yeah, the movie was freaking beautiful. When I walked out of the theater, I just was not. It was kind of like what you said earlier, like when it's not what you expect. It kind of like throws off your thoughts on the movie, but like as time passed, and and I didn't get to talk to you about it, but as time passed, I started to like really like that movie, like the idea of it, and, and I bought it. Like now, knowing what I'm getting into, I feel like I'm gonna enjoy it a whole lot more the second time. I said when we talked about it on when I was a guest last time that I was sure my opinion of it would go up the second time I watched it. Yep, but I still haven't watched it a second time. My opinion but, definitely went up of it. Really? Watch again, yeah. I th- I know mine will because I was I was not expecting what it was. So like now that I know what I'm getting into, I think I'll like it a lot more. There are so many movies that I need to rewatch. Like yeah, oh so yeah, so many rewatchable movies in 2017. 
just stop putting out movies for 2018. Yeah, let's, we need. Can we take a break? Let's catch up. <laughs> take a year off so we can. <laughs> we can just. We're just gonna except redo for 2017. except for Infinity War. Please. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, I want to see. They that. had to move it up a week so it's not coming out on my birthday anymore. It's just an early Chris or birthday. Gosh darn it! It's an early birthday present for you. It's Whatever. Like, Why do you think they moved it up? I don't know. To put it in the news. That's it. They never meant to release it on May 4th. I thought it was to get a little bit more distance between it and Deadpool. When is that coming out? And Solo. Uh, out May, of, May out, 18. Out of those oh. movies, Solo is probably going to be the one that hurts the worst. Right. And but. I think moving it even just a little bit helps. Any ch- It can help it any little bit they can. Because they know. It helps Solo. And opening weekend is yeah. the biggest weekend for any movie, so... I honestly just think they're like, hey, let's get a bunch of press without actually having to release anything. There's nothing yeah. coming out this weekend. Change the color on our Smart. same poster we released last <laughs> year. Yeah. Because, like, if there's nothing coming out the week before, you might as well just take the money from that weekend. No. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Uh, production design? I picked The Shape of Water. So did I. So did I. Yeah, I wanted Blade Runner to win it, but I picked Shape of Water, and there was good production design in it. Like, uh, I'd say the clips I saw, the production looked really good. Yeah, I really it looked awesome. Wish Blade Runner would have won, though. That was my hope, but I did pick Shape of Water. It's because I hadn't picked Shape of Water very much. I was like, I should probably pick this one more since it has so many nominations, and I nailed it. Uh, film editing? Actually, Sally Hawkins nailed it. <gasps> Zing, got her. <laughs> Film editing, I think Luke. <laughs> I think Luke talked about part of why Dunkirk won film editing. Yeah, and just the, like, yeah, the intricacy in weaving those three separate stories together and the editing, weaving a basket. Yeah, the editing that, that that would take was really impressive. I picked Baby Driver here. So did I. But guess we were wrong. We suck. Here's a fun fact about Dunkirk. I picked Dunkirk. The Shape of Water. <laughs> really? Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> Here's a fun fact about Dunkirk. So um, most movies the which are shot on film are edited digitally. Um, it's called a digital intermediate. There was no digital intermediate for Dunkirk. Like they edited it on film. So they like snipped it? Yeah. Like with scissors? Like That's, they physically edited that That is movie. freaking awesome. That is really awesome. And then I watched it projected on film. I didn't. I watched it in IMAX. Was it awesome? Well, I had to pee the whole time. <laughs> Have we talked about this? Well, good thing it's a short movie. You, I had a bad theater going experience. <laughs> you'll have to, was this the you'll first have to hear the story. This was time. the first time. That's, you have to that, tell me when we're done. That was pretty much the reason I watched it again was because yeah. of that experience. Yeah, right. tell me when we're done recording. Okay, well. All right, last category. I'm honestly super sad and happy about this one and it was visual effects uh, and it was I, I wanted Blade Runner Guardians Kong Star Wars and War I wanted War to win I did too and it was really weird cuz I was at youth group when all this was going on and Tyler was keeping me updated with all the winners and he texted me hey Blade Runner won visual effects and I was like yes and it didn't hit me till like 2 hours later I was like War for the Planet of the Apes didn't win so none of the apes wins. So Andy Serkis still doesn't have an Oscar for 
any of those movies. Maybe he'll win one for Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> that would, I think, be really hilarious and kind of. I think that'd kind of put a lot of people off. Like, it would. He, there's the did, only nomination for Black Panther. <laughs> one of the. One of the. Oh my god. One of the two white people in the movie. <laughs> if, what, what if they both got nominated? That'd be even worse. That won't happen though. But. Do you think we'll get we'll an Oscar nomination from that movie? Yeah. And if Andy. Best director. If Andy Serkis is, uh, gets an Oscar nomination for, something that's not mocap. <sighs> And piss me off. He is the reason that mocap is where it's at. But I am, I am really happy that Blade Runner took it. If something was gonna steal it from War, at least it's my favorite movie of the year. All right. Oh, I didn't put that in my top five when you asked earlier. Well, it's too late now. No. It's official. Zach hates Blade Runner. <laughs> what, <laughs> Number what <would> six <laughs> movie of the year. <laughs> I say, would you kick something out of your top five for Blade Runner? Well, I hate to say it, but it would probably be Wonder Woman. Yeah. I'm not mad. Wonder Woman would be number six. All right. On the outside looking in. <laughs> Any final thoughts on the Oscars? Kobe won an Oscar yeah. as the number one, probably the number one sports fan in this room right now. I was I super know. pumped about that. It's either you or Chris. Yeah, that's <laughs> probably true. <laughs> I don't care about sports. Yeah, but Chris likes superhero movies more than me, so I'll take the sports one. I do have. <laughs> I am apparently. I don't know why I'm on this podcast. I'm apparently not a fanboy of anything. <laughs> I do want to say something. I was kind of getting into it with Greatest Showman. Just so want you know, it's okay to argue about movies, but don't get mad like I did. I think you guys should hug it out. We should hug it out. Just let me finish well, what I'm I saying real quick. But don't get mad at somebody for having a different opinion than you because it's all subjective, and also. Oh crap! I can't remember what I was gonna say because I was just thinking about the hug. Um, <laughs> you looking uh, forward to it? Crap! I am. I am kind of. I don't know. Did you shower? <laughs> <laughs> I did. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Like seven hours ago. <laughs> uh, but uh, different opinions of movies helps us get better movies. So yeah. And even though I really don't like The Greatest Showman, I think it's fine that you enjoy yeah. it. And I think it's fine that you didn't, even though it does make me sad. Like, I'm sure people are sad I don't like Titanic. I bet people are really sad I don't want to see I'm, Shape of Water. I'm kind of <laughs> sad you don't like Titanic. You know, like, Luke and I but that's okay. don't actually like a lot of the same movies, but we're still really good friends. And it means that when we do like a, like a movie together... That means it's really good. It means it's really good, <laughs> and it's like something that we can share. Like, falling asleep watching... A New Hope. <laughs> Every night. Every yes. night. Of first semester of sophomore year of college. I just wanted to say that because I, I was kind of getting heated in the moment. No, it's... I'm it's, a passionate guy. I, I enjoy arguing about movies. I actually don't. <laughs> because I was of what I do, I get so angry and I don't like that. I was baiting you the whole time. <laughs> well, it makes no. for good podcast material. <laughs> it does. Yeah. It is true. Argu no, arguing's good. Zach, your hair's stupid. <laughs> You're right. Oh, that's <laughs> a personal attack. No, I, I cut my own hair, by the way, so thank you. Do you really? I do. You want to cut mine? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't I don't work. want to be responsible <laughs> for that. I'm just tired of paying like 15 bucks to get a haircut. You just got your own just hair. Buy some clippers and... I don't buzz my hair, though. Let it grow long. No. 
Mole long and free. Mole it's mole long it, now. Mole it, mole it. Uh, <laughs> business debatable. up front. Party in the back. Business up front. Party We're on Family in Force 5 in here right now. I, I used to have a mullet. Anyway. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Mullets are great. Uh, send us your thoughts on the Oscars. Hey, we do have a couple questions. Hold on. I have to bring up my song. I did really appreciate how they brought back Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway. I wanted to that was that. really that was, cool. That was good. Oh, um, we should mention they didn't put Adam West in the In Memoriam. Yeah, they did not. Well. And others, but. I saw something about they get like a list of 800 people and they have to narrow it down to 45. So that's probably not an easy job. I don't know. He was the first live action Batman. Bat- I didn't recognize of- hardly any of the names in the in memoriam, but there's mm-hmm. a lot of I like, recognized one that stood out to me and it was like a dagger to the heart. Was it Johan? Johan? Yes. Yeah. I did not know about that. I was sitting here with Chris and Zach. I'd like just gotten back from youth group and his name like popped up and I was like, what? Yeah, I no. I did not know that. That was really recent. Was yeah, that? it was last month. It was February. And like we were oh. looking, Dana and I were looking. So it, it didn't up even happen in 2017. If it happens like early enough in the year, they still put it in the. They should have saved him year. for the next one and put Adam West in. I'm just saying. He's an icon. Hopefully, Johansson's family isn't listening. Sorry, Johan. We looked it up and like oh, no. his cause of death was unknown, and I was like, "Oh." Mm-hmm. But I didn't look very He's hard. He's become one with the Force. The with, Force, or I was gonna say with the Shimmer. Oh, that's dark, though. Huh? That's dark. Oh no! Is it dark? The Shimmer's a bad place. Is it? Bad things happen inside it. Anyways, haven't seen this movie yet. <laughs> are they bad? Shut up. <laughs> Are they the good? Movie, the movie was literally cancer. Am I you? Are you me? Like, I would like, like to say. A <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to say anything. Spoiler on Chris accident. is like, what just happened? <laughs> the only person who should make jokes during the Oscars is, is Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, I was going to say me. No one else. <laughs> no presenter should. Yeah, he did good. Jokes. I yeah. thought he did a good job. The presenters are all terrible. They all think they're so funny. And none of them are. I wonder how much shorter they could make it if they would just walk out and be like, here are the nominees for Best Supporting Actor. The yeah. Tiffany Haddish thing was a bit much for me. Just going to say that. The height difference between uh, Jodie Foster and Jennifer Lawrence was too much for me. That was and Luke was very accurate in guessing their heights as well. 5'3 and 5'9". I did say 5'8 for Lawrence. That's still really but close. But she was wearing big heels, so I think I got a, some centimeters of wiggle room in that. So anyway, it's time for Twitter with Tyler. Hold on. I have to turn up my volume. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> you buddy. <laughs> All right, we have two questions. Have you been on? Did we do that when you were on last time? I don't remember. All right. Like, I know that this is a thing that happens. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. Two questions that have nothing to do with anything we've talked about tonight. Yes. Nice. Okay. First question from Josh Taylor at JTizall12. What are the best shoes you've ever worn, and what is your favorite brand of shoe and why? Best shoes I've ever worn were Adi Zero Five Star Blue and White <laughs> Cleats that I wore in college at Tabor. They were 
I can't remember how many ounces. They were really, really light. And I love them. And they broke. It was so cold one day at practice that the base of the shoe that the family and Coco made broke. And it like cracked in half. So I had to tape the shoe together so I could finish the season in them. Because I loved them that much. So my shoe was taped together every practice. And Adidas is my favorite kind of shoe. My favorite kind of shoe is Nike. They, they sucked me in, you know. I'm a part of that cult, I guess, the Nike cult. But I just it's easier for me to shop for Nike shoes because I'll go to Colorado and they have a Nike outlet. I know my size because they're know, a little different. Anyway. They um, have one in Kansas City too. Oh, there is? Yeah. Oh, cool. You could not drive eight hours next time. <laughs> well, we just go there when yeah. we're on vacation. Right. Um, but they only vacation in Denver for that reason. Uh, it's in Silverthorne. <laughs> Silverthorne. <laughs> I guess you did just say Colorado. Yeah. We drive through Denver, I think. I don't know. Anyway, um, favorite shoe I've ever worn. I might have to go. It's not a f- my favorite one I've ever worn, but it was the first one that I was like, heck yes. And that was the T-Mac. Tracy McGrady shoes. T-Mac ones. Adidas. Yeah. The blue and silver ones. Also, uh, the Nike Lunar Glide 5. Because I was going to say, I like the 4. The Lunar Glide 4, though. I was in Colorado on vacation, and my feet were really hurting. And like to the point, I could like barely walk. So we're like, all right. My parents are like, we're getting you new shoes. We're going to Nike Outlet. And we the, talked to the guy, and he's like, hey, what, what, what do we do? He's like, uh, you should get these because they have good support. And they fixed my sh- feet immediately. So I'll go that's up too. But T-Mac 1s. Zach, I don't know if they're like the like the most quality shoes I've ever worn, but I do have a, Crocs? a shoe story. They're okay. not Crocs. <laughs> Here's my shoe story. So um, I worked at a golf course last year, last summer, and the shoes that I was wearing broke, and I was only going to work there for like another month because it was a summer job. I was like, I don't want to spend like money on like a nice pair of boots, like work boots. So I'm going to go to the Goodwill <laughs> and see. See, uh, see what there is to see. So I go to the Goodwill and I'm looking on the shoe stand and there is a pair of waterproof work boots in my size for $8. <laughs> but there was also an incredible pair of like regular like black like leather boots. They're like lace up. They're, they're really cool boots. Yeah. The <laughs> brand is J75, which I've never heard of. <laughs> But I was like, these boots are amazing, also $8. I'm buying them. And I went back home, and I showed a, both of my pairs of boots off to my roommate, Jacob Barron. Shout out to Jacob Barron. And I said, Kuda. Jacob, I said, Jacob, this is the best day of my life. <laughs> and he didn't get why. Was he an idiot? No. <laughs> he just, I love the Barron Cuda. Just he, he's also want to throw that out there. Oh, yeah. Shout I out. hosted him on his recruiting visit to Tabor, by the oh, way. Oh, wow. He played Pokemon. Yeah. Still, still does. does. Yeah. Me too. Yep. So that's my story. I've played a lot of Super Smash Brothers with that guy. So my favorite, my best pair of shoes I've ever worn are actually dress shoes. They are uh, Jay Murphy by Johnston and Murphy. They're the um, Novik shoes. They were the most comfortable shoes I've ever worn. Full leather, leather sole. Were or are? What? Were or are? 
are I still wear them. Okay. Um, I bought the first pair for a friend's wedding, and I bought them in brown, and I liked them so much that I bought the exact same shoe in black and burgundy. So now all of my dress shoes are this type of shoe, which is nice because I wear them all day, and they're super comfortable. Nice. Ever since I bought my Converse's, I haven't worn dress shoes. I just wore my Converse's. Are those shoes the shoes I borrowed from you the one time, Chris? Yeah, the ones that I... Okay, so here's a funny story. (laughs) Were they too big for you? So this was when I still lived in Kansas City, and I was here for the weekend to play for a church service to sub for Brad Baker. Shout out to Brad Baker. And I I hope he listens. I'm sure he does. But, um... I get out my shoes like the night before and I've packed one of one black dress shoe and one brown <laughs> dress shoe. And I was like, Chris, can I borrow a pair of shoes? I wear size 10 and Chris wears size 13. <laughs> but I wore them anyway and I, I suffered through it. How bad were they creased? Uh, <laughs> Were they? Do I need to apologize? No, they weren't creased. They were a little scuffed. Sorry. It's fine. It was the black ones. They I shouldn't have gone to the after church dance party. <laughs> well, it's like, was as it he in was, the basement? As <laughs> he was leaving, as he was leaving, I was very specific, like, don't like scratch them. Don't, don't moonwalk your way onto the <laughs> like, stage. Cause like I am an awkward giant and I trip over my own feet and I scuff my shoes pretty easily. And they, they were still in really good shape at the time. So I was like, don't scratch them and stuff. And then I felt like a jerk for telling my friend who needed shoes to not scratch my shoes. Well, now I feel bad for scuffing them a bit. You shouldn't. I'm glad we could get this get this out. That's what this podcast on the is air. for. To air it out. <laughs> we talk about the important things on What the Fanboy. All right. Next question. Good answers, guys. Coming from Blake at Blake By. Yeah. How do you like your steak? cooked i assume and can i come over and cook you some yes uh, i actually had steak for lunch yesterday <laughs> yeah, like you can cook me steak whenever you want um i got a steak you can cook how how do you guys <laughs> like your steaks what, what kind of steak is it how do you like your steak i guess i'd get a filet medium mm-hmm, i like to get my steak burnt to a crisp <laughs> Really? And covered with an entire bottle of ketchup. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like marmalade. <laughs> Paddington? <laughs> Whoa. I've done this like three times. I'm sorry, guys. I like sirloins. I don't actually like steak that much, but um, sirloins and medium well. I like mine a little bloody. So a little bit of olive oil, a little bit of salt and pepper. It's all you need on a steak. And some a1 steak sauce well yeah yeah if you're cooking a medium well you're gonna need something all right medium. dude you're not here to judge how i eat my steaks all <laughs> medium, right medium rare a little bit of olive oil a little bit of salt and pepper medium rare wait you need you need something for medium rare and you like attacked me for needing something for medium well what is it the olive oil and the salt and pepper go on before you cook it what's the difference <laughs> I mean, I guess I guess I see the difference, but like, why attack me for my steak preferences? I didn't mean to attack you. It's just I feel like fight, fight, you're cooking fight. all the juices out of your steak so that you can just replace it with steak sauce when you don't need steak sauce if you don't cook your steak so much. 
I don't actually like my steak burnt to a crisp. I just said that because I thought it would make Blake upset. <laughs> How do you actually like steak? Raw I and wiggling. I don't really have strong opinions on steak. I don't my uncle eats it rare. Medium rare is fine. That's what I usually say when I order it because I don't know what else to say. It, has to be <laughs> it sounds like the most legit option, <laughs> so I'm going with it. Medium rare. However my dad cooks it is good enough for me. I'll eat it. It's usually good. Medium nice. zilky. Oh, <laughs> yes. Made his own measurement. <laughs> I, I'm pretty... I don't... I don't really... I don't know anything about steak, so it's hard for me to answer that. But, Blake, come over anytime. You can cook, cook steak. We'll record an episode. Call yeah. it good. <laughs> we'll talk about our favorite episode. movies about food. <laughs> our favorite food movies. Our favorite. Our it's <laughs> got to be Ratatouille. <laughs> our favorite cooking video games. <laughs> I don't know any, so immediately like cooking comic books. When you said that, I immediately thought of Parappa the Rapper. Do you guys remember that game? All you did was press buttons, and your character would rap, and your character was like this dog with a beanie. What? It was really weird. The only video game you I can look it up. the only video game I can think of that has cooking in it was oh crap. Monster Hunter has a lot of cooking Ratatouille in it. the video. Game? Well, I guess there's Skyrim. You can cook in that, and probably Zelda, but. Yeah. The one that came to mind was, I think it was like Lego Adventure Island or something, and you play as the pizza boy who yeah. skateboards. Oh, Pep R. Rony. Yes, that's his name. You play as him and you deliver pizzas. That's the game I thought of. That sounds I'm, almost as fun as Parappa the Rapper. <laughs> that game was lit. I never yeah. played the game, but I had like the the minifigure of that guy. Yeah. I used to house sit for a friend of mine when his family would go out of town, and they had that game, so I would just sit at his house and play that game. That and Toy Story on the computer. I played Toy Story on the computer, too. Yeah. Is that the last question? That was the last question. <sighs> I'm exhausted, guys. Yelling to you told Zach. Us, you told us not, <laughs> not to go long, and then we did. Um, We s- recorded for 40 minutes, though, extra at the beginning. Yeah, that's true. Talk less, guys. Your episodes are too long. Let's wrap this thing up so I can go home and read authority. Okay. Well, I'm on Twitter at theboywanda, T-H-E underscore B-O-I underscore W-N-D-A. I'm on Twitter at Tyler underscore 19 underscore Davis. Chris is not on Twitter. Zach, where can we find you on Twitter? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Zachary Newman. You can request to follow me because my account is private. Or... Do me a better favor and follow the dog in the woods at dog in the woods 15. <laughs> Please show us some love on Twitter. No one cares about our Twitter account. We're also on Instagram and Facebook at the dog in the woods. There's more people there, but we post everywhere. Please listen to my podcast and watch his movies and watch my movies and his shorts and my shorts and, and his, his bloopers. Oh, I wouldn't, I took that. In a different there are a couple direction. bloopers videos from the dog in the woods, the original movie, but that's it. But do watch those if you want to. And the trailers. And also the doginthewoods.com. You can find everything there. Nice. Sweet. Chris, we use Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter at WhatTheFanboy. You can also find us on Instagram at WhatTheFanboy. SoundCloud, SoundCloud slash WhatTheFanboy. Follow us on iTunes. Just search for WhatTheFanboy. Follow us on Google Play. Just search for WhatTheFanboy. And rate and review us on iTunes, and on SoundCloud. You said what the fanboy a lot of times there. That was great. 
What the family? They're He's contractually <laughs> obligated to say it a certain number of times per episode. He didn't meet the quota halfway through. <laughs> there, he had to pick him up. There are links in the show notes. I'm, I put the actual hyperlinks now. So Hyperlink his. I will. Sweetness. And then, Please do. Um, our Black Panther review on YouTube is at 224 views. I just want to say thank, thank you. Thank you. I don't know how long they actually watch. I'm guessing probably 30 seconds to... What's our Infinity War video 20 at? 20 minutes. But, um, Last I looked, it was hovering near 150,000 views. But with the recent news, it might have gone up. 153,124. It has 109 comments, 1,532 thumbs up, and 360 thumbs down. For as much hate we get on that video... We have a lot of thumbs up, so that makes me really happy. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. We need to get Zach in on a trailer reaction. Yeah, we do. Yeah, you do. For Blade Runner 2050. Because 2051. The YouTube videos <laughs> that we put up get like four views. Well, you're going to sponsor an episode up soon. And well, we're, yeah, that's true. We're going to do like a sponsor for sponsor deal. See, you guys made the, the right decision, and you're like, we're going to talk about you know Black Panther. Like, Everyone cares about Black Panther. <laughs> and we're like, I'm going to talk about Michael Cimino's 1979 war classic, The Deer Hunter. <laughs> Ever heard of it? No, no one has. <laughs> Dude, it got referenced at the Oscars last I night. I know. I was really excited. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I actually thought of you when I saw it. Didn't you post it on Instagram that uh, you were going to talk about it? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, Zach posted that. And I was like, no way. Yep. I'm so educated. And then Christopher Walken walked out looking ancient. Oh, yeah. That's the oldest, probably the oldest person I've ever seen. <laughs> he's a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> he's a ghost. It's the oldest he's ever been. Literally. Accurate. Yeah. That is not a bold statement at all. <laughs> and every day he gets older. What? Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Killing it with these. Also Crazy. could tie that back to Annihilation if I was feeling really uh, froggy, but I'm not going to. And you don't want to spoil the movie for Chris, you dang That's in like punk. the first 10 minutes. Yeah, but still, you never know what you're actually going to say. Time travel. It's time travel. No, it's not no, time travel. It's not time travel. We right. can confirm it's not time travel. All right. See you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, hey, Zach. Thanks for being on the episode with <laughs> us. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> it's fine. No, no, thanks. Seriously, we yeah. gotta have you back. Thank you. I always enjoy it. You're our film guy. Yeah. So the next artsy film we watch. Be on the lookout for a guest appearance on The Dog in the Woods. Oh yes, Chris will be joining us to talk about what? Donnie Darko. Dun, dun, dun. In, I'm not sure when that one's gonna come out. Eventually. Uh, our episode for Monday is over a Buster Keaton movie called The General. It's about trains. So. That's upcoming. I like Check trains. Back out. I like trains. I've never seen Donnie Darko. Well, you should watch it before you listen to our podcast about it. It was one of my favorite movies in high school. I was very angsty in high school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it didn't surprise me at all when you told me that. All right. Now, bye. Yeah. See you guys later. Yeah, that's okay. it. One eight. We kind of hit you with the Dark Knight Rises when you thought we were going to end. We just kept going. Yeah. 1-800-WHAT-THE-FANBOY. Who's on your heart tonight? <laughs> Let us know. Steve Zamboni's on my heart tonight. Too many Chalamet's on mine. <laughs> <laughs> Fitting. <laughs>
Who's on your heart tonight? Perhaps it's your daughter who you have an estranged and difficult relationship with. Perhaps it's the people of England. Maybe it's Timothy Chalamet. He seems to be on a lot of people's hearts. <laughs> so close. Can I start over? <laughs> yes. <laughs>